Hello, Pod. I'm Chris Stewart, and welcome to a very special episode of the Empire and Pilot TV podcasts in association with Disney Plus. It takes a lot to get the Empire and Pilot teams, who are usually at war with each other, to come together. And this is a very special event indeed, because this episode is dedicated to Wedding Season, the first UK original series on Disney+, Plus, which is a tale of a couple in love who are forced to go on the run after a wedding goes wrong. And when I say goes wrong, I mean the entire wedding party, with the exception of the bride, has been murdered. And the cops think that the bride did it. And there's a whole bunch of other people after the bride as well. So, you know, that kind of wrong. All eight episodes of the season are available right now on Disney+. And as I say, this is the first UK original series for Disney+. So it's kind of a big deal. It has many leather-bound books and its apartment smells of rich mahogany. And joining me to discuss this show are two colleagues of such lethal cunning from the Pilot TV podcast. It's Kay Ribeiro. How are you? Good. How are you? I am very good. Thank you very much indeed. And uh, straddling both worlds of Pilot and Empire like some sort of bald colossus. <laughs> it's James Dyer. Hello, Chris. Hello, Jimbo. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. It's good small talk, isn't it? This is really yeah, good small yeah. talk. No, should I tell you what? James is a bit woozy. He's got jet lag. So I do. you can I tell. Look at that. He's got, his, his eyes are glazed over a little. Jimbo with the jet set like is that what he's is that what he's got basically yeah. that yes Jimbo <laughs> love that show love, I love that, that show. show with his headphones on right now he does resemble Jimbo uh, they could be like little wings little wings I think we should put a picture up he does look like the the jet the jumbo jet <laughs> I look like the jet I feel you do. like the jet at the you moment. really do mm. Photoshoppers, get get Lee to work on this immediately. <laughs> well, listen, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. There's a lot of stuff to talk about in terms of the show. We've seen the first three episodes. So anyone who is watching this after seeing all eight episodes on Disney+, Plus, then you are ahead of the curve. You are ahead of the game with us. But we're going to talk about the show. We're going to talk about the setup for the show. We're going to talk about weddings because it's a lovely, lovely romantic thing, except when everybody gets killed obviously. But first, before we get into everything, we're going to hear from some of the people who made it, because I did a whole bunch of interviews for the show the other day, and you are going to hear from the star of Wedding Season, aka the man who plays the hapless Stefan, Gavin Dre, and creator slash head writer, Oliver Littleton. You're going to hear from Callie Cook, Bav Joshi, and Omar Baroud, who play the show's Greek chorus of wise-cracking best friends, Layla, Anil, and Jackson. And first, we're going to hear from Jamie Michi, who plays investigating policeman Donahue, and George Webster, who plays Hugo Delaney, the groom of the wedding party. So, yes, he's very dead for a lot of the show. <laughs> but don't worry, folks, we get to meet him and know him in flashbacks. Uh, these were incredibly fun interviews to do. I hope you enjoy them as much as I did. First up, enjoy Jamie and George. Hey, Jamie. Hi, George. How's it going? Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. How are you doing? Good. Not too bad, not too bad. Where are you guys at the moment? Uh, we're in a hotel room on the South Bank. Yeah, sea containers. It's a lovely view. Oh, sea containers. I've always gone past it on the boat. I take the boat home sometimes. And I go past it and think, what would that hotel be like? So give me the yes, quick nice. mini TripAdvisor yeah. review. <laughs> I can tell you, Chris, it's lovely. <laughs> so I've only seen the first three episodes so far. Your characters, your two characters, not so much so far in the way of screen time. So... 
talk me through this pairing. What have you been paired together? Is, is this something that e- either of you has requested, or is this is is there more to come from this character relationship as the show goes on? No, I mean it's funny that you say that because uh, we uh, both turned up here and we were like, "Isn't that weird that we are <laughs> together in this?" Because uh, I mean, we met at the read through. <laughs> um, yeah, not not one scene together, um, but we definitely we hold each other's eye contact a lot, and we, there's definitely chemistry between us. I mean, maybe so- there's a kind of you know a prequel there, wow, or something like that. You know, get on it. Yeah, it's, it is an odd pairing, Chris. It is, but. We're here for it. We're gonna. We're thriving. We've been in the room together for a couple of hours now. But uh-huh. There is other people here, um, but okay. it's, it's lovely. It's comfortable. We we feel mm. happy. We both love the show. We've got the sea in front of us. Yeah, yeah. Technically a river, Jamie, but I'll let you off. Sorry, I've just come <laughs> back. I've just come back from Crete. I've uh, I've just been looking at nothing but sea for the last fifteen days. I would not recommend diving into that. <laughs> <laughs> Different current. Yeah. <laughs> Very different current. I would not recommend it indeed. No offense, of course, to the Thames if indeed the Thames is listening. Uh but so talk me through then this this read through. What was a read through like the first time the only time previously before this that you had met? Uh what what is a read through like on a on a show like this where you got so many characters, so many wonderful, multifaceted characters that you got this mystery unfolding as well? Well, I mean, the the mad thing was that there was still COVID time, so mm-hmm. I'm sure everyone sort of starts with that now, but it was like it was like a huge kind of front wedding table, and then all lots of executive producers, producers, writers, costume, makeup, camera, ads, all sort of lined up in front of us like little school desks. It was, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. it was and it was like it was like they were doing the exam. We were watching them, but we were being examined by yeah. them. So it was like kind of odd because usually a table read is in kind of in the round. Um, so we were all kind of lined in one big line with a kind of gap between us, and um, and then and 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 obviously because it's a co-production with Jacks. Uh, media and dancing led. So there's pro- producers from America. There's producers from the UK. Uh, there's just a lot. A, a lot. I think that's probably. I think that's probably the largest read-through I've ever... I think that might be the largest group of people in a read-through. Definitely the most producers I've yeah. ever sat in with. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was also quite hard because with a read-through generally, I don't know you, Jamie, like, I don't come particularly well-prepared. I'm like, let's figure it out, let's hear it, let's see what works, what doesn't. It still feels kind of exploratory to me. Where this was like, when they're all looking at you, like, I oh, know, you need to do some good acting off that page right now because you're going to get fired if you don't. <laughs> so, but, but I think that pressure really that's a good point. It, that's, a right? good, that's a good point because, yeah, read-throughs are, are strange because everyone has a different position in the read-through. You know, people, uh, I often find it's like, oh, God, we're just reading it for them. Mm. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> why don't you read it on your own? <laughs> you got eyes. I'll turn up on day one. We'll do an audio book for you afterwards. Yeah. God's sake. So I imagine then when you get the when you get the the roles, do you immediately know how you're going to play them? So let's talk you through your characters because you're very very different characters in this show. Yeah. Jamie, you play uh, you play a, a cop of the edge, so to speak. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Who's in pursuit uh, of our heroes all the way through? Can you, can you can you can you talk about him and how and how you got into into, into Don here? So you know, I read the first couple of episodes um, with that 
um, the kind of, the, you know, the, I always say, right, but where does he go? You know, so then you kind of get a bit more information. You find out um, a little bit more of your arc. Uh, and then you kind of try and figure out from those episodes where it might go, but also intrigue. But you kind of, kind of, um, from reading the first two episodes, you, you, you find enough meat in there to kind of see what you want to do with it. And, uh, and then, and then present that, you know, in an audition. And I always kind of, you know, I, when I first started reading this, I, uh, I could just see the vulnerability in him and I could, see the chinks in his armor you know and uh and I, whenever i read stuff like that i tend to play quite a lot of characters like that that are a bit kind of vulnerable or you know mm. uh so i just once i you know if i can see all that meat in there then i you know you present what you present and if that's what they're looking for that's what they're looking for and george with you because this is a very interesting part that you're playing here hugo delaney because not to give too much away, but the you know the first episode kind of finishes with your death. So did you think that was it at that point? That was like, thanks very much. I'm out of here. Yeah, it was completely oversold. Was the size of the role? No, it was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm dead on the poster. I've got my face on on the poster <laughs> of a Disney Plus show, and it's just the top of my head because I'm dead in the bowl of beetroot soup. Um, but no, I so I, I knew that the hook of the show kind of was about. Uh, my murder and my family's murder, which is, I suppose, is what the whole show is effectively about. Um, there's aspects that come up later on in the show that, again, I suppose, like Jamie was saying, all the characters really have these, like, re- they're, they're all really well written and nuanced. And Hugo yeah. might present himself as a certain thing and comes across a certain way, but I think he's a little bit more complicated than that. And that's, always really exciting and i think again like jamie said but if you can get that across in your initial audition then then hopefully you'll book the job and yeah fortunately they they liked what i was doing with it you also you are you are alive in the show's opening sequence which is which is uh a moment when stefan who is the the one of the heroes of the show crashes a wedding and says those words that I think, you know, I, I certainly I dreaded someone saying it whenever I was getting married. I object. Uh, usually, you know, people object to me on all sorts of grounds, but I didn't want to hear it on that day. Uh, <laughs> well, what, what about you guys? Have you ever had that happen to you when you've been at a wedding? Things going horribly wrong as they frequently do in this show? I, I, I can't think like of a real situation. My thing is always, my huge fear of every wedding is what's the best man going to do? Oh, with the speech. Like, I just, I always hate it when people tear people to shreds. <laughs> I, I, I think, like, find the comedy, but, like, I don't know, some of the things that they come out with and you, and you see the parents yeah, just going, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? This has cost a fortune. Yeah, what is it about a wedding <laughs> that makes people, all, all people think they can do a tight five comedy set? Like, you're not funny, Dad. Shut up. Yeah, here they go. They're like, no, I've got some really good jokes. It's like, just be sincere. Because I've seen some bad speeches, like at some weddings. I won't mention any, but like some really cringe inducing, like just say thanks and be quiet, mate. Yeah. That's as bad as it gets. No no objections as of yet. Maybe my wedding one day. Who knows? Yeah. I've checked. I've always loved you. George. 
<laughs> you can, Not you, know, you, you Michelle. <laughs> you, can, you can object to yourself. No one's ever done that yeah, before. That's a good idea. You know, yeah. there's so many different genres in this show. You're both kind of almost in different shows at the same time. But what was that like for you both? Yeah, like I say, we we met at the the read through, and then it was like goodbye, and then. I um, end up on this um, kind of, yeah, I feel like I'm in a different show from everyone else. And um, there's maybe a point where I, I meet other people in the show and I'm like, I, I remember feeling, I think, what is this? This is <laughs> different. Is, uh, it, was quite, it was quite strange because, you know, when you're doing all, all the kind of police stuff, it's all quite intense and, you know, it's got its comedy, but it's kind of straight and it's... Um, it's very copy in that mm. sense, but you might say it's it's like real life. Uh, it's, so it's just it, like we all live in different genres every day. Yeah, know? sometimes I did feel like call. I was stepping into another genre that I you know that I wasn't necessarily a yeah. part of. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That was interesting. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it all come together. Absolutely. And George, yourself, real quick, what was that, what was that experience like? Yeah, sort of echoing what Jamie said. It is there's there's these different veins in the show that all intertwined perfectly and it never feels like they're they're different shows it's all very much the same show but there's all these sort of intertwining things that that feel different and unique and i suppose keeps the audience on their toes it's it's a very like pacey uh action thriller rom-com kind of series that i hate that phrase it's got something for everyone because it doesn't it's only got something for legends All right, guys, Jamie, George, absolute pleasure. Thanks so much. Uh, Chris, pleasure. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Okay, that was Jamie Michi and George Webster, and now it's Callie Cook, Bav Joshi, and Omar Baroud. Enjoy. I have to start with the the obvious standard question. Most disastrous wedding you've been to, go. In real life? In real life, yeah. I went to one a few years ago where the um, father of the bride just did a really long, sort of racist, terrible speech. Like he started making ref- like the weirdest references and everyone was so uncomfortable. Everyone like, like the first like 10 minutes, people were just doing nervous laughter and then it carried on for another 20 minutes. It was 30 minutes long. long. Speech, wow. Yeah, they aren't together anymore. Sorry. Wow. That's, that's a true story. That's all I can think of. That's, that's, that's quite dark. So someone I think, I think that story is good enough for all of us. Yeah, <laughs> you were all at that wedding. I should have thought of a funnier, quirkier story. No, 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 no. It's, it's good to start off with a, a bit of darkness. So why not? Why not? Yeah. Some of those speeches can be can be horrendous. Uh, Bav, Omar, what about yourself? Have you been to, a, have you been to particular crackers? In the past, friends with them, so it'd be it'd be sad to yeah. call it disastrous. You know, yeah. Okay. I guess I've been disastrous at weddings. In what way? Because of the it's it's like the I feel like it's the one time you get a chance. You look like life goes, just go crazy. Just <laughs> here's here's someone that's going to pay for your food and for any drink you want. Like I, when does that ever happen? Like someone just goes, yeah, just. Oh, do you want another? There's three bottles of vodka there. Do you want? Do you want some more? Like it's, I, uh, I, yeah, it's been. Um, I love weddings. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's the there's the new kind of I don't know. It's new trend in weddings where people are asking you to pay for stuff. You know, people who maybe have their wedding in overseas or mm, say right, in right. Korea, or you know, so they'll ask you to pay for a flight and then you have to pay for something. That, that's not good. 
We don't want that sort of stuff. No. no. I, think I, do, I can't comment because I'm totally going to be the guy. I'm going to get married abroad, I think. Yeah, I'd yeah. like to. But then I guess, yeah, do you pay for everyone? I, I don't know. I'm not getting married. I think you'd have to be all right then with people not coming, right? That's why Those I would do people. it, though. Because then, then so much more family don't yeah. have to come. And it'll be cheaper. Well, you don't have to invite people because they wouldn't come. There you go. That's the thing, yeah. That's the spirit. That's you the should, spirit. Uh, you should, you know, you, you should uh, maybe do some wedding planning on the side. Everything I've yeah. said so far has been really nice. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Absolute upsides to like weddings over here. Great. Yeah, absolutely. This is a fun and exciting show. Let's let's, <laughs> let's remind people about that. Let's get back on track. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Right, it's interesting because I've I've been chatting to you know Gavin and Ollie and and Jamie and George and it, it pretty much everyone in wedding season is in a slightly different show from everyone else. Uh, so while you know while Gavin and Rosa are off in their action thriller and listen this may change episode four onwards this may change for you guys they're off doing their thing you guys are in your wedding comedies and your your relationship comedies side of things. Uh, does that change? I mean, can you hint at whether that changes? And uh, or, or if not, what's that like for you guys? Does it does it feel like you're shooting different shows within this? It did a bit. I, we didn't have much of a... Cro- I, I was lucky because I... Layla is also Stefan's lawyer. Mm-hmm. So I do merge into the his the criminal underworld, slightly. Um, mm. And then, yeah, as the show goes on, we do start to help Stefan. Um, without giving stuff away, we do sort of come into that world. Um, but I mean, you would have never had anything with Mets and. Not really, but I think, yeah, I feel like the beautiful thing about about it is that it all it it feels like so many things at once. Yeah, yeah, doesn't it? Because there's so many uh, things at play at once, and there's so many things. There's so many. I feel like it's like shiny things everywhere. Mm. We so remember the reading the script and yeah. going, "Oh my god! Oh, it's happening! Oh my god! Oh, that's ha- oh, that's happening now." Okay. Yeah. I thought really? it finished episode five. On the, do you remember? Yes. Oh, yeah. We did, oh my God, we did yeah. the read through, and the end of no episode five is a huge, huge cliffhanger. And oh. I closed the script and I went, Oh, God, Great. I can't wait for season two. Wow. What's going to happen? And everyone's like, You know, there are three more episodes. And I was like, I genuinely thought that was the end. <laughs> yeah. But there's a lot, a lot more to come. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. I think as well, just just with the nature of the show as well, with it shifting through so many genres. To answer your question, at times it did feel like maybe we were working on a different yeah. show, but I think when you see it all put together, it does oddly work having all these genres and how we move so fast and the pacing of the show yeah. um, is really exciting. It's They've quite thrilling. They've edited it together so yeah, nicely yeah. as well, like all the it's just all the colours, all the thrilling parts, so everything. Yeah. yeah. How much did you know going into this when you when you first? started uh, you know auditioning for this or you know was it was this something that you know did, did you know clearly you didn't know because Kelly didn't know that there was more than that tells you all you need to know I thought it was a five minute mini series we didn't know anything really I we knew we knew the premise obviously yeah um, yeah but we didn't really know where it went I know I was specifically fair it's, it was so it was exciting I feel like we we, we kind of knew where it was going mm. obviously because you, you know the premise of the show um but it was kind of exciting trying to 
actually see the the detail in the script when, yeah when yeah. It, when they when when we got the script it was like watching it's like actually watching an episode and going what's next and i was yeah. going oh my god what's next and just seeing how they realized all these scripts as well like we're talking i'm sorry i'm talking about costume and, and you know and um, the art department you know all the things that are written in the script it was so lovely to see them actually brought to life and what would mm-hmm. what it actually looked like and that's why it works i think that's why the show really has something cool to say and it's fun and it's, it will keep people guessing, I think, because all those things became fully realised. Absolutely. And you also have this fun re- recurring thread that you know, runs through the each episode I've seen so far, which there is a disastrous wedding. Something goes horribly wrong at pretty much every single wedding in the show. Uh, <laughs> and did you guys enjoy that aspect of things, filming those those weddings? You know, the one, the, the one with the car, uh, that's all I'm going to say. Don't want to spoil it for too much for people, but... Bonus wedding one. is our favourite. It's our favourite. Yeah. The best bit about it... Oh, that's a spoiler. I can't say, sorry. That's so annoying. Sorry. I just realized what I was going to say. Um, but no, Lorna's wedding was our favorite. It was, yeah, the design, the production design of it was amazing. And we just basically get to sit as guests and judge people and laugh. And it's so nice. Yeah, we, Callie and I had these balloons um, that literally just decoration of the, <laughs> the wedding. They were a nightmare for sound. They were a nightmare for sound because yeah. they kept going, we were just using them to stop laughing. We had to really put them in front of our face to stop laughing. I think it's just become part of the episode now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there's this really funny thread where that develops where your characters are essentially this sort of Greek chorus. You're standing on the sidelines bitching about everything. Literally. So how, how much of that was was scripted? How much of that was was improv? You seem to be to be having a tremendous time. It was a lot of improv, actually. Yeah. I mean, George and Laura, our directors, they were really cool about us just adding in stuff. And, you know, if there was ever a time where we... I, there was a lot of... Obviously, a lot of the dialogue was written by Ollie, but there was a lot of, like, oh, actually, that line feels more of a Suji line or mm. more of a, you know, Jackson mm. line. So we'd switch about lines quite a lot. And then we would add stuff all the time. And, you know, we would add where we were placed, you know, mm-hmm. if we were, what we were doing, because yeah. we wanted to, you know, we were at that natural. point a natural group of friends. Yeah. So it's nice, it was nice to be given that kind of freedom as well, right? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, your freedom by, by, by George and Laura to, yeah, to be able to add stuff in that we thought about right. Um, it's only because we felt so comfortable with each other because mm-hmm. we met each other uh, and to meet this group of people that you kind of feel like, well, these are actually my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, it's which, Obviously, I, I hope translates on screen as well, which is why I think during filming that we realise, you know, it's just like a hand here. Or yeah, yeah, those little nuances, even yeah, if it's yeah. a side eye between two characters who are like at opposite ends of the room. But then at one point we were like, God, are we awful? Because we are <laughs> judging people so much. Like, what wedding was it? And we were like, is yeah, this too much? Isn't that friends do that? I know, yeah, maybe. But, but that, that kind of goes to the, to the heart of the show. When we were talking to, to Jamie and George, who actually had, they don't have any scenes together in the show yeah. and the only time they met was at the read-through but you guys you have to have this chemistry obviously Anil and Layla are actually part of a couple you know which is which you know is, is its own little wrinkle as well so you know chemistry isn't something you can work on chemistry isn't something you can teach yeah. you know, what if you'd all turned up and hated each other I know yeah. we got so lucky yeah. yeah it was that one day on the on the beach we had we met each other and it was uh some uh, someone from the crew came over and said, "Oh, you've got because we were we were cracking up. It took about five seconds. We were all laughing and we were trying, <laughs> we were we were pranking Bath basically. Um, but within the first minute of meeting each other, and uh, someone from the crew came up and just went, "Oh, so you've guys been together for a while? We went, we just met. Yeah. Me and Gavin made the decision on day one to tell 
bad that Gavin's sister was a member of Bewitched. Let me precursor this as well with Bray. Bewitched was the first album I ever got. No, but we didn't know. What do you like? We we didn't know. This is why it backfired so much because we were like, oh, let's think of a really random band. But what would you Bewitched? Because Gavin's Irish. And then Gav was like deadly serious. And he was, oh, yeah, my sister was in Bewitched. And then and then Bab was like, which one? Yeah. And then he lists all of their names because Bab knows all of their names. Yeah, sadly, I could reason. not be duped. And uh, he, basically, he went, Lindsay. And I went, isn't she Greek? And I went, <laughs> I went, are you Greek, Gavin? And he went, yeah. And then they just shouted action. And, and I was just like, action. That, that, and we were all take. I was, you could just see me working it out in my head. I was yeah, like, really can't be <laughs> I was like, what? I have to ask. I have to ask. Okay, can you name all the members of Bewitched then? Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Go on. Sinead, Kiwi, uh, Adele, and Lindsay. <laughs> Who else can do that? There you go. There what you go. That's a random Irish band that Bath won't really know that well to question. Is this a talent that is specific to Bewitched, or if I were to throw any. You're quite good with bands. Oh, yeah. no, hit me. Hit me. Oh. Hearsay. <laughs> You can name oh, one. Uh, Who's the famous one? Uh, I, do you know what? Oh, uh, oh no, it's gone at my head. She married. Is it Jack Ryder? She married. Is that right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The guy here, here's the thing, Bav. I'm playing a game. I don't know the answer. Oh. <laughs> you could have said anything. So you could have said Dozy D, Dozy D, Dicky <laughs> McIntyre, and I would have accepted that. <laughs> that would have been John Paul George Ringo. Uh, I would have been fine. Myling class. Myling class. Hey, you got one. Danny. I know there's a, there's a Danny in there as well. Big man Danny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big man Danny. Uh, yeah. And um, what was that song? Your lady from Coronation Street. Yeah, Kim, Kim Marsh. I'm thinking of Liberty Marsh. X. Yeah, Kim yeah. Marsh. That's what I was thinking about. That's Kim it. Marsh. Kim I'm Marsh, thinking, yes. If I'm not mistaken, she married Jack Ryder from EastEnders. <laughs> Crossing the divide. EastEnders, Coronation Street. That never happens. <laughs> that never happens. <laughs> Well, we got there in the end. We got three out of five. Oh. Yeah. And as Meatloaf once said, that ain't bad or something. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I have, I've got to let you guys go. I have to say, uh, and this is no disrespect to Callie or Bav, but Omar, that is a sensational outfit. Isn't it? Thank you this so much. This happens throughout the show. He yeah. wears such good outfits. Oh, my, all my every, every single wear is the costumes. Yeah. And I think because Jackson's so, so, such of a, like, uh, fits outside of the, like, marriage bubble idea. They just went crazy with my costumes, which is, I'm very excited to see. It's, it's great for people, I do have to wrap, but for people at home, because this is going to be an audio, this is a podcast. How would you describe, Bav and Callie, how would you describe what Omar is wearing right now? Okay. Um, Spicy. Like zebra, but (laughs) different colours. I don't know, I'm making it sound worse. He looks cool. He's in a cohort with jazz. He looks like a 70s pimp, but one you would trust. Yeah. Like a pimp with a great style. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to make that my new bio. 70 spin, but one you can try. Yeah. Yeah. A really ethical pimp. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really He's an ethical pimp. <laughs> On that note, wedding season, Disney Plus. Go and see it. Thank you. Thanks Thanks guys. So much, Absolute Thank pleasure. You. Thanks so much. Bye. 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 All right, that was Kelly Cook, Bav Joshi and Omar Baroud. And now you're going to hear from Gavin Dre and Ollie Littleton, the man who created wedding season. Have a great time, everybody. Welcome, guys. How's it going? 
Great. Yeah. Great. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Not too bad at all. Uh, I have to ask, I've got to start with the obvious question. Have you ever been to a wedding that's gone as disastrously wrong as well, pretty much all the weddings in wedding season? Not yet. Um, I, there's one. I, I, I say not yet because I'm getting married in October, yeah. and uh, uh, my mum has already requested a food taster um, in case in case someone tries to poison her. Yeah. Um, so you know, so, we'll we'll see how that goes. So, uh, who would that be? Would that be someone in your family or friend circle that you consider to be expendable, or is there a, a service out there? I mean. She, she doesn't know who does the poisoning in the show, so I I, I think she, it's just a general sort of uh, concern. But um, I, we, yeah, I don't want to say too much. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so no, we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm happy to drive a learner car through <laughs> your reception. Yeah, that <laughs> be, would be great. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so no, I I I did once go to a wedding where the bride was 45 minutes late, um, which is quite a quite a long. Uh, it was quite a nervous period for everyone, particularly the groom, I think. But what was wrong? Did she have just cold feet, or was she just stuck uh, in traffic? I think she was just one of those people who's late for things, and you know, just wanted to stay true to herself on her wedding day. Um, <laughs> so, stick to character, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Give everyone heart attacks, and uh, and Gavin, what about yourself? Have you been to a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad wedding? Uh, well, the last the last one I was at was like a super spreader event, and everyone got COVID the next day. So that that that, that you know, there was that, but that was kind of like a given, I suppose. That was most weddings probably in the last year. Um, I had a funny moment where the, I didn't know anyone at the wedding. My girlfriend was on the bridesmaid, so I had to sit in the crowd by myself. And the priest started describing love as an all-purpose weather pitch. I think it was because the church had just built one, and he was very proud of it. He got a little bit too hung up on the on the astroturf, and he. Stop talking about the couple and everyone's kind of staring and being like, where the hell is this going? Um, so, you know, good metaphor for love. <laughs> well, all, all I know about AstroTurf is that it's bad on the knees. Yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Just like love, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> bad on the joints. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. So, so, Oliver, I have to ask about the, about the origins of the show then. Is this rooted in fear about your impending nuptials or were you just doing your own wedding season and you just got sick of it? Not consciously fear of my own. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it, it all, it, 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 we've been working on the show for quite a while and, and it was definitely came out of, of, you know, going through that period of, of every weekend being, being a, a wedding or a stag do or a hen do. Um, and uh, I think my friend Jack holds the record for doing 13 weddings in, in four months, which is, is, Wrong. Feels like too many. It's um, That's even that more than Liz is. Taylor, in fairness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, so yeah. So it was. It was partly that, and partly wanted to capture that. You know, capture that vibe, which is, I think, important not just like romantically, but also as friends. Like it's often a a, a big bonding moment among friends, and and you at a time where you're seeing each other less and less. Yeah. It's you. You really kind of cherish those weekends together. So it's partly that, and it was partly that, like I like I love rom coms, but often in rom coms, like falling in love is this sort of cozy and comforting thing. And for me, falling in love has always been something that makes me feel sweaty and terrified and anxious and and a little bit sick. Um, it's tough and, on the knees, yeah, and and yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and and tough on the knees. So uh, so I wanted to do a, a rom com that where falling in love felt like that, and it turned out that. You know, putting putting some 
boat chases and and you know jumping off things and gunfights and yeah. all that Explosions sort of stuff and all that yeah that that kind of gets you there amazing did it start life you can be honest with me i'm i'm, I'm a doctor uh, did it start life as lots of weddings and even more funerals uh oh do you know what there, there was a point where we thought we might have to change the name and the list of alternate names i came up with was so bad that <laughs> i think they just decided like do you know what we're we're going to stick with it That's, we're going to yeah, quit while we're, we're going we're we're to push ahead yeah. um that that might have that might have been better than anything i came up with <laughs> <laughs> And Gavin, for yourself, I mean, and this is, this applies to a lot of people because the show, you know, ratchets back and forth between the past and the present. But this is a hell of a, a role for you because you get to be, well, Stefan is sweaty and befuddled in both time periods. <laughs> yes, yeah. I think that's safe to say. But that that's must what have been I a... brought to the role. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Ali, Ali I'm meant really to glad be a, a, a sleuth. Up on the sweatiness. Yeah, yeah. He was meant to be a very chill, very calm, collected sleuth, <laughs> and then and then they cast me, and it got real sweaty, real quick. Yeah. Did you specify that in the script, Oliver? Was it the, was Stefan sweaty, <laughs> befuddled? <laughs> uh, I believe he was originally described as an Idris Elba type don't know yeah yeah, yeah. that sounds right yeah, yeah no i think i think a lot of people called him an idiot in the scripts and yeah and, yeah, yeah and, and, that was... and 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 a star was born <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah well things like well i'm very like you know i i i'll deviate massively from the script so if it says dances at a wedding in the script i will put it i will change it to dances badly at a wedding you know that that's that's what i would bring to the role you know i would really really yeah kind of you you, know. you would you tag it you you strip it down yeah. to its component parts and then you reassemble it completely differently but almost yeah. exactly well, the same a picasso-esque nightmare <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the nose is where the ear should be it's 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 all very very complicated but it must be a hell of a thing for you beginning as, as an actor how do you track that because i'm sure you shot this way out of sync yeah yeah i uh, yeah we're speaking about that before some of it was actually easier than you'd imagine like the 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 interrogation stuff we did all you know in one block together and and so actually in one sense that that had a nice through line to it that, that made sense and then i think i got i'm, I'm fortunate in the sense that you know, to, to play Stefan correctly, he's somebody who's completely out of his depth, who doesn't know what's going on. So if that was ever the case on set, the better, <laughs> you know, it, just, it made sense. So, um, but no, it was, it, you know, that was where somebody like George, the director and, and Laura as well, the other director, the two directors, you know, would bring um, to the, to the show was, was being able to kind of keep, keep you kind of uh, keep that through line going, particularly with the tone of it, you know, because, it's, it's, it can be very hard to navigate something that's both very kind of light and, and full of comedy and almost slapstick at times, and then very sincere. And you've got the action as well, and and the heartbreak as well. So it's um, that that's that's kind of that's where somebody like George and Laura come in. Um, but also the scripts, the way it works is, you know, the way Ollie writes. He, he, I don't know how, but it, it, you know, it can seem like an incredibly heightened, fantastic situation to find yourself in, and yet the way it's written feels very natural. So it, to be honest, it was most days felt quite easy in that sense. You know, the script is, was, it was all there and uh, it was just a joy to play. How much did you know going into it about what happens? Uh, I'm, I'm up to episode three, so no spoilers beyond that, please. But no, that's fine. Um, uh, yeah, I, 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 not, not actually. I didn't. We didn't. I didn't know. Like, because you were obviously still tweaking. We're, and, you we're know, still you, writing. Yeah, you're still honest, writing. Yeah. When, when, uh, yeah. So, so stuff was pretty pretty um 
So I think there was a, there was a point maybe a few weeks into filming where we got to show you the back half of the script. Yeah, and- yeah. But even actually, I think there was maybe stuff that you know you told Rose obviously about. But that that actually the the less I knew in a sense, the better because that's that's exactly the situation that Stefan's in as well. So it's kind of just reacting to to the moment and the situation, and he's trying his best to piece it all together. And I think you know you follow the audience sort of follows. The, their journey through through Stefan in that sense, trying to trying to piece it all together. Yeah, um, that's why we blindfolded you to, to set every day. To, that, to that's right. Yeah, that, yeah, that, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just kept clubbing me over the head, <laughs> and putting me in a, in a in a brown bag, and suddenly, <laughs> suddenly you'd wake up in Vegas or yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, why am I here? What's going on? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and Ollie, what about you? Whenever you sat down to write this, did you have everything worked out, or how much of it was a a, a scramble to the end? Uh, it was it was a little bit of both in a way. Like like I think we sort of knew we knew the ending up point, but also it 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 sort of accordioned out. And initially, it was going to be six episodes, and then it was going to be eight, and and uh, so so we ended up kind of carrying on further than than the original end point. Um, and also, you know, we, I'd worked out quite a lot and then we had this, this writer's room and, and these brilliant writers who came in to sort of kick things around. And, and for example, I think on, on day one of the writer's room, we, we, someone went, should we push a car off a cliff? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, 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 I think let's, let's do that if, if we can do that. Um, so yeah, so it, it, it was a, it was a nice mix of, of, um, you know, having an, having an end point in mind, but also getting to play around and, and, you know, stuff would, stuff would change on set as well. Like, like, Absolutely, yeah. um, as, as it, they tend to just in, in the moment, in the situation, the weather's different, whatever it might be, the location and it kind of, yeah, yeah there was, there was the, the, the act three, the, the stuff we filmed in Morecambe was, was it meant to be kind of Rosa kind of jumping off balconies and things like that. And, and on the day, the, the the weather was so bad that we had to kind of essentially make up an entirely new set piece. Uh, yeah, as to how they get, yeah, um, climb along the side and things like that. And you know, yeah, but that's that's also the the fun of it as well. I think you know, on yeah. the day to kind of be thinking on your toes, and and I think a show like this needs to have that spontaneity to it as well. Absolutely, but if in doubt, push a car off a cliff. Sometimes yeah. it can have people oh, in yeah. it. Sometimes it, you know, it doesn't have to have people in it. You know, this is the uh, the beautiful thing. And you know, th- this is this is a Disney Plus show as well. So that must give you a certain Kate Blanchett with the budget that you must have. You must, you know, if you want to push a car off a cliff, damn it, you could push a car off a cliff. It was Fabergé eggs for lunch every day. <laughs> Tough on the old teeth. They're disgusting, <laughs> but we pushed through. But, you know, it's the principle of thing. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, it's it's sort of um, uh, I, I I was you know I think any time I would ask um, ask about the budget, they would sort of give me a cup of tea and send me send me away. Um, so uh, you know, um, but but you know, we got to do we got to do a lot. There's, yeah, there's you yeah. know, we got to go it's, some places and and you know, it's it's I, I think what's what's kind of fun is is the material that's out there, the trailers and things. It, it's it's basically showing stuff from the episodes that you've seen those that that first three and there's a lot to come and a lot of surprises yeah. and some people we meet and some uh places we go and some some things that you jump off and i thought uh, that i thought the scene <laughs> in the international space station was too much but you guys yeah, that's what you wanted <laughs> look if fast and furious can go to space <laughs> then why can't we why can't step on that was what i said yeah <laughs> 
Stefan in space. Yes. The, the show just stops being wedding season and becomes Stefan in space. I, honestly, that would be that would be quite a pivot, I have to say. Um, yes. But yeah. I, I want to ask real quick, like I'll let you guys go about that that central relationship, both writing it and performing it, and with Rosa, that that relationship between Stefan and Katie, where he is constantly on the back foot. He doesn't know what the hell she's up to or what she's going to do next. Uh, from an acting point of view, that must be manner from heaven, and from a writing point of view. You, is that difficult to write someone who's that sort of uh, un, un, unshackled, shall we say? Uh, I think it's oddly liberating. As as someone who is who is, I think, much more like Stefan than than like Katie. I, th- I think it was it was kind of fun to be to to get to live in the head of someone who's who's a bit more impulsive and mm. a bit more sort of chaotic. Um, and um, yeah, and and you know, it, it it was it was what made Rosa kind of perfect. For, for the part is that I think she, she she's never someone who makes the expected choice. Like she's always as a performer, she's always surprising you and always kind of throwing you, throwing you a curveball. And, and, um, and, and that's exactly what Casey's doing, you know, every so often she's like, okay, now we're going to jump off this, yes. this, this, uh, th- this building. And um, I think it really, it, it, I think that's, what's wonderful about that dynamic as well is that they are very, they're completely complete opposites as well in how they react to situations. And I think it's, but through that kind of that relationship, they, they, they get through those situations together as well. You know, it's her bravery and, and um, impulsiveness and then his kind of caution and, and panic. And I think it sort of gets them over the line together. I think. Yeah. There we go. Uh, caution, panic, sweat, sweat, and befuddlement. That's that's what's happening in the next five episodes. Once we get past episode three, there's lots of that. Yeah. Ollie, Gavin, absolute pleasure. Thanks, guys. Okay, so that was Gavin Dre and Ollie Littleton, the creator and head writer of Wedding Season. And now it's time for Jimbo and Kay and myself to talk about and around this show. No spoilers, obviously, uh, in case you haven't seen anything of Wedding Season yet. But this is obviously about... This is propelled. The inciting incident, if you want to use screenwriter parlance, is the wedding going horribly wrong and everyone dies at the wedding. Well, there actually there are a number of inciting incidents, but really the one that sets Katie and Stefan running across Scotland trying to dodge the authorities and some badens is that dreadful wedding, which is probably the most bloodthirsty wedding we've seen on on this on the small screen since a certain wedding in a certain show that I won't mention by name. And I've been thinking back to all the weddings I've attended over the years. I don't recall anyone dying at them. What about you guys? Have you had any disastrous weddings in your in your lives? I haven't had one like this. I mean at first, I was hoping that it was just no food poisoning. No one's had only one like this case. Well, yeah, I know, but I just, at first, you know what, Chris, I was hoping, I thought, maybe they're not dead, maybe it's food poisoning, because we've all been to weddings where the food's been dreadful, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, mm, is it a bad case of food poisoning? No, obviously they are dead. As you say, I haven't been to one that where they're dead, but I have been to a friend's wedding, um, two good friends of mine, Natalie and Tom, got married, and at the end of the ceremony... Tom exploded. <laughs> No, with excitement. No, when the priest was wrapping it up, instead of saying Natalie's name, uh, the priest said my sister's name, who had done a reading. So it was that kind of like slightly awkward, you know, uh, everyone politely chuckling, going a bit red. Oh, God. Crucially, it wasn't at the moment of the vows. But yeah, it was. It wasn't wasn't Ross and Rachel and Emily, was it? No, because that would have been horrific. No, it was just like, you know, when they're kind of like bidding the couple farewell down the aisle stuff. You're like, oh, okay, so now uh, Tom and Lisa. And I was like, 
no, 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 it's Tom and Natalie. So, yeah, that was slightly awkward, <laughs> to say the least. But like I said, crucially, no one died. No one died. And that's that's Ooh. always a good thing. If I can get through any work event, any work meeting, any screening, any major event in my life, wedding, parties, whatever it is. Podcast. Uh, podcast. Uh, funerals. It's always good because people have pre-died. Uh, at a funeral, yeah, uh, no if you surprises. have more death at a funeral, that's bad. And <laughs> if I can say, if I can tick the box saying no one died, then that is that's a good day. That's a good day as far as I'm concerned. Chimbo, any disastrous weddings in in your in your history? I cannot I cannot recall ever having been to a wedding where half the uh, the groom's party died, sadly. Uh, but uh, I remember sadly. going to one where it became abundantly clear about halfway through the wedding that the bride didn't like the groom at all. <gasps> And I was no. like, wow, this is awkward. I was like, I don't really know what to say here. Yeah, that was uh, I, 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 the person in question, I think, just very much wanted to be married. And the man just happened to be someone who fit in a suit and <laughs> was largely incidental to the whole thing. But that was, uh, that Horrendous. was a little bit awkward. But I think there's something about weddings. Like, you know the way Shane Black always talks about? He that was my wedding, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, it was your wedding. I was talking to Fala. Uh, yeah, no, it's you know how how like Shane Black says that at Christmas, it's like a it's a uniquely heightened event which exists in almost in its own yeah. little sub reality. I think weddings are a little similar to that, and I think there's a lot of sort of like comedy to me mined from that really bizarre kind of concoction of things like Palm Springs. You know, what I mean, it does it really, really well over and over and over again. And I think Richard Curtis tapped into this brilliantly in Four Weddings as well. It's just there's something about weddings and then multiple weddings. The idea that the narrative is structured around weddings, I think, works very well because they're really bizarre things. They're two people who I think are mentioned in this particular show who are just trying to show everyone else how fabulously better than everyone they are. Mm -hmm. uh, and then everyone else who's kind of a little bit, do they really want to be there? Probably not. People don't generally, in my experience, enjoy going to weddings that much. And They're it's expensive. And, and they so are expensive. expensive. And, stuff, and stuff happens in many cases, lots of deaths. So, you know, that's, <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> Expe expensive and deadly. Expensive and deadly, yeah. Yeah, very Little much so. Uh, like this podcast, in fact. <laughs> and yeah, it's. Uh, I don't think I've had too many disastrous weddings in my life. I haven't really gone to that many weddings. You're actually. so lucky. You're so lucky. I've been to so many. Really? Yeah. How come you've got out of it? I don't know. I, th I just think I have deeply unromantic friends who just don't get married. <laughs> I think that's that's pretty much it. Or, uh, but so you've you've experienced this wedding season because one one of the one of the the key tenets, the key principles mm. of the show, of course, is that it's based on wedding season. The idea is that Stefan and Katie they meet at one wedding. And then they keep bumping into each other at a series of other weddings and it's kind of lust at first sight for him, love at first sight. And then their relationship grows and changes and develops and becomes weird, <laughs> becomes very weird, <laughs> starts weird, it gets weirder as they meet at more and more weddings until her wedding comes around. Everybody dies at the wedding party, except for her, which obviously makes her look like the guilty party. And then they go off in the run. But uh, so that's the, what's one of the lovely conceits of the show that it's taken us through all these different weddings that that Stefan and his friends are going to. So, Kay, you as someone who has a wide social circle, you're like a Jane Austen heroine. <laughs> you, you have, you've experienced this, whereas my wedding season is basically one every five or six years. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? There was a few years where no summer was complete without going to at least four weddings. And, the, and, the, <laughs> and a the, funeral? The, no, fortunately, no funerals. But like, <laughs> it's just so it's, you know, and the thing is, it's not just a wedding. So you've got all the engagement parties and stuff like that. But yeah, definitely wedding seasons are a thing. And it's such a lucrative business for all wedding planners and 
etc etc because as we said it's very expensive not to take away from the romance of these you know lovebirds getting married but yeah (laughs) wedding season it's a thing guys and so i could relate i could hard relate to the fact that these uh this friendship group was going to loads of nuptials and stuff can we just talk about the fact that -hmm. this guy stefan is like i what i like about this is that it's kind of like the stereotype of the woman being obsessed with romance turned on its head because this guy mm-hmm. is obsessed with finding the one. Like, <laughs> he is crazy obsessed. Like, not even reading the signals when people aren't very interested in him. Like, have you ever experienced that? Well, have I, have I ever randomly proposed to someone at the end of a night just because <laughs> I had nothing else to say to them? Sure, we do yes. all the time. <laughs> no, but like being in like being on these dates where people aren't interested and he's just persisting because he's so caught up in the fact that he wants to settle down. And I thought that was quite refreshing. I think that ties into that whole wedding season idea because I do think it is a phenomenon among groups of friends that one couple will get married and that everyone else kind of gets engaged because they all feel like they should at that point like it's there's a peer pressure mm. is a real thing so i think and i think that's partly i think it's partly that he's, he's sort of hapless and feels that this sh- he should do this but also because everyone's coupling up and they're all pairing off like he feels like he's being left behind and that's uh that's the drive of his frankly psychotic behavior <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, but but Gavin Dray has such a, a charm about him. I think that he makes Stefan work, uh, you know, because you're right. In the wrong hands, this character could be a really, really interesting, borderline psychotic Jimbo, maybe. <laughs> but uh, the way that he throws himself wholeheartedly, I, I was a bit like that a little bit before I met my wife. In in that, you know, I, I you know, I I I wasn't a, a big dater. I've never been a big dater, uh, but whenever I did meet a, a woman I liked, uh, I would tend to fall for them very, very quickly. Oh. So, and you know, sometimes in the you know, sometimes in the space of an hour, uh, sometimes <laughs> in the space of five minutes, I would be wholeheartedly all in. All my chips are in uh, on this on this relationship, uh, and that that you know, and that can often lead to <laughs> to heartbreak. Uh, but did in, you, in but that did regard, you, did you propose though after each meeting? No, I I tended not to. I tended not to. But I, I it, pretty much in my relationships, I, I I thinking back, I was the one who said I love you first. You know, I mean and that's then, just to me. And then and then it, to Jimbo, <laughs> and then and then she would usually reply, um, yes, and the rest of your order, please. Uh, and <laughs> but you know, it's just it's just one of those things. I'm a romantic at heart, and so that way I'm I'm absolutely in lockstep with with Stefan. You know, he's just maybe just a bit maybe. A, he maybe takes it to extremes a little bit, but it all works out nicely for him in regards of him going on the run and being framed for a crime he didn't commit. So I don't know, maybe there's a lesson there, who knows. But uh, I have been thinking about my wedding in terms of disastrous weddings. Uh, it wasn't a disastrous wedding, it was a lovely wedding. Jimbo, you were there? I was there. Uh, it was a, it was a lovely, lovely wedding, but uh, a couple of things went wrong. Nothing, nothing major, a couple of things went wrong. We never got to taste our wedding cake, my wife Why and I. Why not? Why not? Um, because uh, we had a series of wedding cakes. Because I was there. <laughs> James, James was there. <laughs> James, James scoffed at me and hailed at the cakes. So we never got to eat the wedding cakes because there was one really good wedding cake that Helen, Helen O'Hara, uh, she made this lovely cake for us. Nick Dissemlian made a terrible cake that uh, had to be roped off and cordoned off. And we had to get the people in hazmat suits in to take a look at it. But Helen made this lovely cake for us and we... We cut the cake, but we never actually ate the cake. And then when we went back to the venue the next day, they had got crossed wires and they had thrown it out. 
So we oh never got gosh. to eat the cake. I don't think I've ever told Helena, so I hope she doesn't listen to this episode. The other thing, the big disaster of the wedding was that our wedding video was deleted. <gasps> no, was Chris. Was erased. Mm. So, yeah. Very How the so. hell? Why? How? Uh, what? Who, who, who can we shame about this? We're not going to shame anybody for legal okay, reasons. Fine. But we are going to. What I will say is this. The big takeaway from this is if you are doing a wedding, if you are planning a wedding, it's great sometimes if you're, if you're someone like, you know, like us, we're all very, very fortunate to know a lot of people who work in the media. That that helps in terms of our DJ and the night was doing us a favor. There were various people who were doing us favors and were you know chipping in and using their their prowess and expertise. I think on things like videos, don't cut corners and use someone you know vaguely, who may suffer of a you know, a fit of incompetence and then delete the wedding video. I'm just I'm just going to say that. Quick question: Are you still friends with this person? Do you still know them? No. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> and then just skating over that and rewinding yeah, okay. a bit. Um, now, am I right in thinking that for your wedding cake, you had a, what can only be described as a Great British Bake Off in the Empire office? Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. So who else took part? Was it just Nick and um, Helen or anyone else? There were a couple of other people. There were about four cakes, I think. Jimbo, did you eat one? I don't, I've I don't never know made a cake in one. my life. You've never made a cake in your life. I'd love to see that, by the way. The, the great James Dyer Bake Off would be absolutely... <laughs> I'm sure you will. Oh, I'll make you a very special cake. <laughs> <laughs> this cake tastes of almonds. It's totally fine, Chris. Just keep eating it. Um, I can't remember, Kay, to be honest. It was it was a long time ago. It was 11 years ago now. So, uh, uh, but I'll rack my brain. So if I remember, I'll get back to you in the okay. course of the podcast. But Helen, but Helen won the competition, clearly. Helen won the competition. Well, she had right. pre-won the competition because we knew she was a really good baker. So we chose her to make the main wedding cake. But uh, then other people were like, oh, I'd like to make you a cake as well. And then Nick made his, I don't know what he made, you know, just sludge water and evil. I think yeah. as far as I could tell, it just went into this. It was, it was not good. But, uh, but, you know, hey, we live and we learn, don't we? We live and we learn. Anyway, back to the show. I have a, I have a question <laughs> about the show. Guys. So the, 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 yeah. the show begins. Stefan interrupts a wedding. Stefan. Yes. Uh, my question is, is this a thing that has ever happened where someone goes in? Because obviously you have the line, if anyone has any reason why this matter, and people use that moment to be dramatic and go, I wish to declare my undying love. My Surely, I mean, it's a text the night before, isn't it? You know, that feels like the way you do it. You text the night before. You don't stand up in the church and say, I would like to declare my love. You just text and say, hey, you sure you want to marry him? I'd rather marry you instead. But that's, that's surely the way. A WhatsApp, a little WhatsApp, just on the sly, cheeky one. A little WhatsApp. Where's your sense of drama? Like, I mean, come on. No, you should definitely <laughs> declare it. D- to be honest, I've never had any experiences or known anyone that's ever gone through this. However, when I'm at a wedding, in my wedding seasons, I clench at that moment, even though I know no one will do it because there's this tension because of these rom-coms that I've been inhaling that now makes me think, oh God, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, a window cleaner's going to bust in and say, I object. <laughs> Sorry, wrong wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I've never seen this woman before in my life. <laughs> oh, well, I, I guess I'll marry you now. Uh, have you ever been tempted to throw in a cheeky objection just for just for the lols? I've coughed once at that point just for the lols. Oh, <laughs> <But> James. I, <laughs> I think it seemed funny at the time. You were an absolute monster and I admire <laughs> and respect that. <laughs> That is tremendous work. Uh, no, I've, I've never seen that happen. And I've never been tempted to, although it would be spectacularly funny. If you didn't know the couple that well. Yes. You know, but, you know, just and just do a, a quick bit of improv just with them. Stand up. I object. <laughs> I'm bored and this wedding has gone on too long. <laughs> I, I object. You've scheduled this wedding against a Liverpool game. What are you doing? Let's just, let's just call this off and go home early. But 
But Katie, I think, is an interesting character played by Rosa Salazar, of course, who was last seen as the title character in Alita Battle Angel. This time without CG, massive CG eyes, uh, which is good. I realise it's the first time I've ever seen her eyes. True. Her real eyes. They're quite beautiful. They're quite beautiful eyes. Uh, And she's an interesting character because Stefan is hapless and a bit pathetic in a really lovable way. Uh, and she's the opposite of that. And so she's a character that you're not meant to know what she's thinking or where she's going. She's deeply unpredictable. I don't think she's involved with this murder. I don't think she's involved with it at all. But, you know, clearly the first three episodes are meant to create enough doubt to make you think that maybe she has been involved with it. Again, if you've seen the entire show, then, you know, you can scoff at us if indeed she turns out to be responsible for it all. But, you know, what do you think about Katie as a character, as the as the the spark of the show? I think she's enigmatic for sure. But unlike you, I, Chris, I actually think she's a wrong one. I think, you know, she was... Really? Yes. I mean, look, I've only watched, as you say, the first three episodes, so I don't know what happens beyond this. But I think she absolutely has done those, done the family in. She's done she, the family in? I think she has. I think she has. I think she didn't want to get married to this. Look, we should say Hugo is an incredibly rich guy. He's from a wealthy family, right? So she's marrying into this wealthy family and... Suddenly this family dies, you know, they have got married and she's now going to inherit the money or, you know, she'll be in with a good shout and suddenly the family's dead. So I'm just thinking, is that a coinky dink? I don't think so. So I think, I think, I think she's a wrong one and I'm worried now for Stefan. Like what's going to happen to him? Will she then get rid of him when he proves of no use to her? So do you think this is a an actual connection? Because for Stefan and Katie, it is an actual, for, for Stefan with, with Katie, it is an actual connection. Do you think it's an actual connection for her with him? He connects to a tree. I think it is a connection for him. Like, I think he really likes her. Does she like him? Hmm. I think he's useful to her. This is my theory on it. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I just think... Ah, that's really interesting. I, okay, Jim, but what do you think? Katie, wrong or not? Oh, I see. See, I don't know that she's uh, like a mass murdering wrong and I think there are several, certainly she has wrong and tendencies. Like some of the stuff that she does is a little bit beyond the pale uh, without giving too much away. But I think that's part of that character, the way she's quite lawless. Lucy Lawless. And she's a little bit, it's a little bit Lucy Lawless. Um, uh, you know, as I say, deliberately sort of inscrutable at times. But, you know, when we first meet her, she's just nicked someone's phone. So, you know, you I think you're supposed to think straight off the bat that there's something slightly off about her. And obviously there's a, the, the, you know, it, you, as, as becomes apparent very, very quickly, she's not getting married for, you know, romance or anything like that. There's definitely something at work there. Is it a con? Is it a vendetta? Is it something? Something's going on there that we don't know at this stage. And I think that's actually what I quite like about this because this, you know, when I went into this, I assumed it would be like a like a, a straight up rom-com, which is, you know, fertile weddings of fertile ground for that kind of thing. But it's a rom-com slash mystery show. And I think it leans more heavily into the mystery than it does into the rom-com elements. And I think that works quite well uh, because it's it, it, it sort of doles out the information very, very slowly as you go. Uh, with these two episodes, only half hour mm. episodes as well, so they're quite compact. But uh, but I, I like the fact that you're always ever so slightly behind. You're always playing catch up. Who's what are you doing? Motivation? What are we doing? Where are we going there? Like yeah. So to answer Kay's point, like I do, do I think she's a mass murdering sociopath? No. <laughs> Am I ruling it out? Also see, no. I, I I I don't know. She's clearly someone. You know, we we see what happens at the end of episode one. Again, I don't want to give things away, but it's it's pretty audacious on her part. And you're right when when Stefan first meets her. Anyway, when we first meet her, it's at the at the wedding, you know, where he interrupts it. 
But, you know, clearly we're meant to, that, that they, those all create doubt. But I'm not sure I agree with you, Kay. I don't think she's done it. She's she's someone who likes the spectacular, right? She's someone who likes the theatrical. But killing a whole bunch of people at your wedding and making sure that you're the only one who's not dead, that feels to me, like I mean, that's pointing the finger of blame, to quote Credit House, uh, straight at you. And I'm not so sure that she would do that. So I think she's been set up. I think she's been framed. Okay, well, listen, I'm happy to place a wager on this and we and we reconvene at the end of the series. <laughs> All right, okay, yep. After this, when Disney whoever, Plus Day hits, whoever, I'm going <laughs> to watch the last five episodes and there you go, your money's mine. How much? What, what, are, what are we well, talking? Well, actually, I'm thinking a better thing is whoever loses, James has to bake them a cake. Oh, my God. I'm not yeah. sure I want to win this bet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's the thing, right? So you, you, I think, no, I think, I think you want to win because you don't want to receive that cake. So whoever, right, okay. yeah. All right, so I'm saying Katie is not okay. Let's be specific here, okay? I'm I'm saying that Katie is not the murderer of the wedding party. I'm not saying Katie is not a murderer. I think she has it. I think. Listen, I think we all have it in us, <laughs> right? But I don't think she's responsible for the deaths of Hugo Delaney and his family. That's what. That's a very specific, very narrow band. Katie okay. thinks she might is. Are you saying she is? I'm saying she is in some way responsible for this oh, murder. Oh, you're backing out. I can hear the, the vehicle reversing no, I'm already. Saying, I'm she, she is responsible for the deaths of the groom's part, uh, family, including right. the groom. And, and whoever is wrong, wrong. Yeah. has to eat a cake baked by James. Yeah, that's it. And then ultimately die from food poisoning. So, yeah. <laughs> the end. Yeah. Yeah. The circle. The circle of life. This is so. This is so good. All right. Yeah. I mean, Jimbo, are you in? Yeah, absolutely. I will, <laughs> prepare, never I will prepare, prepare the poison cake immediately. <laughs> oh, you know what I'll do. You know what I'll do. I'll do like a like a tiered cake, and one of the tiers will be poisoned, Ooh. and the other two will be fine. Or like a layer cake, different film. <laughs> layer cake, and some of the layers will be yes. fine, and some. I'm of loving them won't. this. A Russian roulette, if you will. Which. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, that's it. Wowzers. That's, Things that's suddenly got even more interesting. <laughs> this has got interesting. This could be one of our last podcasts. Uh, whoever is, yeah, whoever's wrong. Oh my god. Um, all right. Well, there's a couple of other things I wanted to talk about before I um, I take a bite out of Jimbo's cake. That sounds wrong, but there we go. <laughs> James was saying there about rom coms, and so this is a rom com, and but it does have that thing that it's a lot of really good rom coms introduce. You know, right going back to something like it happened one night back in the uh, in the 30s which is an element of danger, which helps to bond your main characters as they, as they go on the run or as they try to evade the authorities and, and of course, the badens. Uh, so why do you think that helps? Why do you think that works with rom-coms? I mean, you get your traditional rom-coms, your Four Weddings and your Notting Hills and anything starring Hugh Grant that's not Paddington too. And then you get Lee's as well. So what's the, what's the, what's the difference for you guys? What, what, what's the, what does that element of danger do? Well, as Sandra Bullock said in Speed, relationships that start under intense circumstances <laughs> never last. So, you know, maybe that's where they've been going wrong all along. She was right, you know. She was. They broke up before Speed 2. He had read the script. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I don't know. It, it, it does. I think the pressure cooker of, like, adverse situations, you know, they, they, they enhance the frisson between the main characters. I think it works very well. Uh, well, when it works. When it doesn't work, then it doesn't work very well. But you know what I mean. I think so. And I think it just like bonds the characters. So like, for example, bringing up Sandy B again in The Proposal, my favourite rom-com. Is that so, your favourite rom-com? Oh my God, I love The Proposal. I can never get tired of watching that. 
Like I love the really? yeah Sandra Bullock Ryan Reynolds, um, she plays the hard nose. Um, was she editor in chief of a publishing house? And he's I'm her. Okay, it's your favorite rom com. You should know. Lowly assistant. I know yeah. this. I was being. I was. <laughs> I was being theatrical. Is it? I know. I knew the answer. Like Katie. <laughs> it's I, not being funny. But isn't the proposal just like a bit problematic that the boss forces her young assistant to marry her? I'm just saying, you know. He willingly goes into it. He goes into it because he wants to be a editor himself, and her she needs a green card essentially. So yes, they do get married. She does maybe coerce him slightly, but he does ultimately agree to do it, and um, they go off to Alaska. Now the thing that I like about this and. Tying in with your original question, Chris. It was a long that, time ago, but yes. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> um, he, like, if they, you know, they face the danger of basically this immigration officer hot on their tails, figuring out the truth, and one of them going to prison, and also the fact that his family might figure out that they're not actually a loved up couple. So the danger element actually works really well here, and crucially, is a part of why they fall in love. So I'm saying it's a good device. It is a good device, isn't it? And thank you for choosing that film entirely at random. The proposal is now available to stream on Disney+. Plus. It is my f- <laughs> it's my favourite rom-com and ties in very nicely with uh, Wedding Season because there's an element of danger. Do you know my favourite rom-com? Go on, what? It's another Sandy B one, can you guess? Ooh, um... Uh, while you were sleeping. Correct. Ah. Is it really? Is it another incredibly creepy film? <laughs> wow, there's a theme here, isn't there? Creepy Chris. <laughs> so problematic. You're not creepy Chris, creepy Sandy B. <laughs> Clearly. No, it's it's not problematic. So what happens is, in, in, while he was sleeping, she falls in love from afar with a handsome guy played by Peter Gallagher. And one day he falls onto the train track. She works in the, on the L train in Chicago. She takes the people's tickets as they go through. And he falls on the train tracks. She saves him in the nick of time. He falls into a coma. She then, through a series of circumstances, ends up accidentally kind of suggesting that she's his fiance mm. and her family, his family take him into her bosom. And then she meets his brother, his rugged brother, played by Bill Pullman. And they fall in love. And then she's like, all like, oh, no, I'm conflicted because... You know, I'm in love from afar with this guy who I've actually never met, and they they all think I'm a. His, and yeah, it is problematic now. I think about it. Yeah, but, I know. But, I'm with Jimbo. I think it is a bit problematic, but a little bit, just a little bit, just a teeny little bit. But just hey, a touch. listen, we're talking about a show uh, that starts with a couple meeting, and then you have, uh, you know, a, a spot of murder, bit of grand larceny, and then of course going on a run from the authorities. So I guess what we're saying is, romance and love is complicated, guys. It is complicated. <laughs> I think Shakespeare said it best. Yeah. When he said something that pertains to the situation. So wise. He's so wise, the bard, <laughs> to say that thing that he said that fits the situation exactly. Were you doing the true course of love, nothing, nothing runs food? <sighs> something like that. <laughs> I'm watching the uh, the trailer for The Proposal silently, and I never really want to watch it. <laughs> really? It's so good, James. I don't watch think it. I've ever seen it. I don't think I've ever seen it. You've never seen the proposal? I don't think so. I and it's got Bessie White in it. it she's has. so like, good. She's just yeah. come up on screen. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I uh, I don't think I've ever seen it. I might have done and then completely forgotten this possible. Incredibly, While You Were Sleeping is also available to stream on Disney+. Plus. So I, prom- I promise you. <laughs> I promise you. Those two films were chosen at random. Jimbo, what's your favourite rom-com? Points if it's on Disney+. Plus. Four Weddings. I don't know if it's on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Probably not. Why is it your favourite rom-com? 
Oh, well, yeah, I have a thing for Richard Curtis, as you know. So, like, Four Weddings, Notting Hill, Love Actually. Love Actually is problematic in its own way. Uh, see, but between Notting Hill and Four Weddings, it has to be Four Weddings. It's just, it is just the better film. All right. Um, it is not available to stream at Disney+, Plus, but uh, nevertheless, wedding season could be referred to as a bunch of weddings and loads of funerals. So yeah. is, that, mm. is that one of the reasons why you have, you have bonded with the show on a molecular level? Yes, definitely. I think it's the the juxtaposition of weddings and then mass death works for me. (laughs) (laughs) The circle of life in one event. I get it. Exactly. It's neat. Circle of life, Lion King, also available to stream right now on Disney+. Plus. (laughs) Just a couple of last things before we wrap this bad boy up and we go off to prepare for wedding season. This show does something which is interesting. It plays with timelines, obviously. Uh, So, you know, it zigzags back and forth between when Stevan and Katie uh, first met and then obviously their their brush with Johnny Law. So why do writers love that, by the way? What What is it about that that works? Why do people love zigzagging timelines? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I think it's, it's it's partly getting excitement up front, isn't it? So that you can have like a sort of a cold open or start uh, sort of in media res and then sort of go back and fill in the blanks as you go. But I think there's, I, I, like when we do this on Pilot, I know Boyd has a real hatred of things that go three months earlier, three weeks earlier, that kind of leap back. I don't actually mind it if it's done well. I actually quite like here the fact that it keeps you on your toes because their meet cute, how they first meet at the wedding is actually a really lovely part of this and that's the bit i really want to see and i like the fact they keep hopping backwards and forwards you're filling in who is this girl to this guy because it starts with the the wedding you know him him trying to derail her wedding which immediately makes him seem like a raging bellend so you you need to roll that back you need to redeem him and so going back and finding out who she is to him i think works actually quite well in this regard so i think think it can be fun i think it can be fun thing to do if you tease out some of the stuff that happened in the past so it gradually makes the stuff in the present make more sense as it goes along basically what i'm saying is this is tenet with wedding cake (laughs) <laughs> uh Kay, what about yourself why do, why do people love this stuff i just think it like it gives you know just from a practical point of view it gives read uh, viewers rather a vital information to like you know it fills in the narrative gaps if you will and explains goes part way to explaining the behavior in the present and you know helps to shift time and perspective i think james is right it works you know when it works well it's brilliant. So, like, for example, I don't know if you guys have watched This Is Us, the hit US TV show. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Either of you? Anyone? Anyone? Uh, I've never this. seen it. Fine. Yeah, I know it exists. Okay. Well, just rest assured it's brilliant. And they do a lot of this. So it's set in the, generally it's set in the present. It follows three siblings. And yeah, they do flash backs and forwards, actually. And particularly, it's a way of um, explaining the death of the dad and what happened. So I think, yeah. It absolutely works really well in those instances and in wedding season. But sometimes if it's done like in a really clunky fashion, it can just be a bit irritating. Fortunately, not in this case. By the way, This Is Us. All six seasons are available now to stream on Disney+. Plus. Listen, I didn't know that, but genuinely, if you haven't watched it, I urge you to watch it because it's really, really good. Addictive even. And just be warned, you will need your tissues at the ready because it is quite, quite emotional. Yeah. So I know how James feels about that. Often he doesn't like to weep, but you will be weeping if you watch This Is Us. I think in a like good it, way. Yeah, everything I've heard about this show says that it'll be right up your street, that this show has been made in a lab, engineered for, for Jimbo Dyer, I think. One day, maybe. One, One day. day. The last thing I wanted to talk about with wedding season is that this is a British show. And this is the first Disney Plus UK original show the original series uh, and that's exciting then that that you know shows that you know we're hopefully going to get more shows like this 
uh, and more stories to, to be told. And obviously, it has an American character at the center of it, but the locations uh, are, are wonderfully British. And the cast around it is such a wonderfully diverse and representative cast uh, as well. I think this is, this, this is a show that could only be made now. But it's it's the, for me what sort of nails it in terms of the Britishness is the group of friends, like the surrounding background characters, because they're the they're sort of like the uh, most of what we understand about Stefan's characters comes from his friends and his interaction with his kind of gaggle of friends. I always thought that's one of the best things about Four Weddings that the the actual friends that Hugh Grant's character has, the people around him, are all so interesting and varied and funny and quite caricatured in their own way, and they yeah. work really well. Also in this, and I'm sidetracking slightly, but I do think we're not sure we've really mentioned it, but. I think Donahue and Metz, the two police officers yes. in this, like we didn't really touch on them, but they are really, really great supporting characters. Mm. Uh, and I think actually they carry this song very well. I think their interaction between them, their, shall we say, is quite complex working relationship adds a texture to this. And because that side, that's the, kind of the other side of the chase narrative, I think you need something strong there propping it up and they do a good job of that. Yeah, I do love that that relationship. It's it's unusual and unexpected, and the whole show is about that as well. There's there are rom coms on top of rom coms on top of this thriller show on top of this mystery show, also because you know Layla and Anil are engaged to be married. You know, one of the weddings we're going to see is going to be theirs. Jackson feels a bit lovelorn, but also someone who's a bit of a player, and he's clearly been playing the field for a while, and now finally he's ready. His chickens are coming home to roost. This is a very tortured analogy, so I'm, I'm, but just go with it. So I, yeah, I really love that. Love is in the air. Love, if you will, as the bard once said, is all around. <laughs> I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Uh, that's not because of love. That's because I've taken a bite out of James's cake. And, and <laughs> you will the, be. By the end of this series, you will be. She's not the murderer. She's not the murderer. She is responsible. Oh, yeah, that, oh that is... I, I sense equivocating here. Oh, no, equivocating. She's, she's responsible for their deaths. I'm very, being very clear about it. What does that mean? What do you, what yeah, do you, what what do you mean? mean? What do you think has it happened? It means what you want it to mean. No, it means... <laughs> It means that she is behind their deaths, that she was responsible. She's not an innocent in this. This is what, okay, I'll say she is not innocent in this. She is definitely responsible for their deaths. But do you think she directly poisoned them? I didn't, I don't think I, did I say that? I think I, I said think she you was. you definitely res- started from that position and you have now backtracked wildly. Okay. She really doesn't want this cake, Jimbo. I mean, and, and, you know, I, honestly, I can't okay. blame her. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'm going to say, all right, she she poisoned them. She is responsible. Okay, I'll say that. why would she poison them at the wedding? Now, well, that doesn't because make any she, sense. she wants the money. She wants the yeah, money. But there are now better married. ways, he said, with no personal experience of this, of murdering an entire <laughs> family to take their money. <laughs> I, think, I think she's done it on purpose and she's going to blame the caterers. There, I said it. Yeah, it's almost certainly the caterers. <laughs> wow. Listen, let's check the wedding video. Maybe that will provide evidence. Oh, no, wait, it's been deleted. <laughs> <laughs> How suspicious. Uh, anyway, listen, I cannot wait to see the other five episodes of Wedding Season and prove Kay wrong. That is that is my goal. But on that note, that is it for this very special collaboration, this co-pro, if you will, between <laughs> that's very one-sided co-pro between <laughs> the Empire and Pilot TV podcasts. Uh, and of course, all eight episodes of Wedding Season are available right now for you to stream on Disney Plus, along with a whole bunch of other amazing stuff. Very, very exciting indeed. And now all that remains for me is to say goodbye to my two colleagues of such lethal cunning, possibly for the last time. (laughs) We shall see. It's goodbye from James Dyer. Goodbye. Cake is a made-up drug. (laughs) It is goodbye from Kay Ribeiro. 
Goodbye. I'm right. Mm, we shall see. We shall see. But I kind of don't want to be right in this. Oh, do I want to be right? I'm confused. If I'm right, you eat the cake. If you're a loser, you get to eat James's cake. Oh, I'm a loser. <laughs> Just generally, I'm a loser. So Whoever yeah. wins, okay. we lose. Yes, whoever wins, we lose. Two more slices of cake, please. Uh, thanks so much for listening. See you next time. Bye-bye.